Many people have asked the question time and again, how, how do we know, how do I know that I'm a child of God? How do I know that? I have people ask me that. People write me and ask such questions. A fellow wrote me the other day, and I replied with what God gave me to tell him. But here the Apostle Paul gives us two things that I believe is true to assure us that we are children of God. Now, you know, you say, well, if you believe on the Lord, if you believe on the Lord, you know, you'll be saved and so on and so forth, and that's true. You believe on Jesus, uh, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all sin because sin is what separates us from God. Jesus paid the penalty for our sins so that we have peace with God. And we, we believe that. But some people seem to struggle with their faith and they are troubled uh, about certain questions they have about their faith. So I, I want to bring out these two things I believe Paul was teaching us to those that, those that may be listening, those that's hearing. First of all, he says in chapter 8 of Romans, verse 14, First of all, he told us that you know there's no condemnation to any of us that are in Christ and that we live in the Spirit and we're not under the law. We're saved by the grace of God. And then he teaches us how that as we follow the Spirit in our lives, how that he, the Holy Spirit that God has given to us, leads us and guides us on that path, not only on the path of righteousness, but in the, in the battle, in the wrestling, in the fight against the flesh. So he says in verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, before I read any further, let me ask you this. Are you being led of the Spirit? Does the Spirit of God, whom God's given, if you have it, then you say, well, I know I have it. Then if you have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God leads you, guides, leads and guides your life, your mind, your thoughts, your desires uh, are being... Uh, set on fire by the Holy Spirit, the desire of God, the desire for righteousness in your life, the desire for uh, good changes in your life, the desire for the right things to happen for you in your life. All of these things are created by the Holy Spirit. And bringing that with Him he guides our minds and our hearts and our thoughts 
into that, into that desire, into that holiness, that purity that God desires that we live in. So he says, they that are led of the Spirit, they are the sons of God. It's one thing to say, I have the Spirit of God and I love God. And to just continue on in the things of, in, in the world and sin and ungodliness and the, the things of this life. But when the Spirit of God comes in, when He's really there, He begins to guide you and lead you in the paths of righteousness. How many believe that? He leads you in the path of righteousness. It doesn't mean that you're never going to sin again. It doesn't mean that you don't sin because we all sin. We all have the ability in our, in our own flesh to sin. But, we, but as children of God and with the Spirit that God's given to us, that Spirit within us has created such a new thing in us that we literally come to the point where we hate our sin. We hate our flesh. We hate the, the, the things that, that are displeasing to our Father. And so it is the Spirit that is leading us in that direction. It is the Spirit that gives us that unction. It gives us those holy desires to serve God and to live for God. And he said, like the psalmist said in 23, he leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Because he's holy, because God is holy, the only way that he can lead us is in a holy way. He can't leave us where he found us. God doesn't, when he saved us and he found us in sin, and he saved us, he didn't leave us where he found us. He brought us from where He found us. Amen? He brought us from where He found us. Because where we were was in bondage. Where we were was in jail. Where we were was in servitude or slavery of sin and of the law. But Christ delivered us from that. Amen? And set us on a path that leads to glory. And so Paul is saying here, they that are led of the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So what he's saying, it's impossible to be a son of God and not be led by the Spirit of God. It's impossible to be a child of God, to be born again, and not be led of the Spirit of God. Because when the Spirit of God comes into your life, that's the first thing He starts doing. He begins to lead us in that path of love and faith and, and goodness and grace and all the good things of God, the Holy Spirit has come so to testify of that to us and to make those things alive in us, to bear that fruit in us. The Bible said that the fruit is the fruit of the Spirit. It's not of ourselves. It's what He does Himself. Amen? The Holy Spirit brings forth fruit in our lives. That's his job. That's what he does. He brings forth good things in our lives. And by doing that, he is leading us, guiding our lives. He is, he is changing directions. He is making a difference in our lives. He said, when the Holy Spirit comes, Jesus said, when he comes, he will testify of me. And he will not speak of himself. But what he has heard is what he will say. And what he receives of me, he is what he gives to you. So everything that is, belongs to Christ, everything that is his nature, everything that is the very 
essence or being of Christ himself is what the Holy Spirit begins to produce in us. The Spirit begins to produce in us the very thing that is Christ himself. Amen? He can't do anything else but that. He can't do anything but glorify Jesus Christ. That's what he comes for. So he that's led of the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. Amen. We can go around and say, I'm a child of God. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. But Paul is saying, look, it's one thing to say you believe. It's another thing to be walking in the way that God has called you to walk. I'm not saying we're saved by works. Anybody say, oh, we're not saved by works. We're not even talking about that. We're talking about being a child of God. The Bible says that God has given unto us His Spirit. And God has given to us His Spirit. And the Spirit itself witnesses with our spirit. Now listen. The Spirit of God witnesses to our spirit. Somebody says, my spirit. What is your spirit? Your heart? What is your heart? Your spirit. He witnesses to your heart, to your spirit, that you are a child of God. The spirit that God gives to us witnesses to our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen. So the spirit is a witness. He is a witness to what Christ has done. He is a witness to what God is doing in you. And therefore, he is showing you and leading you and guiding you and making the difference in your life. He's the one that brings that life to you. The Bible says that we are regenerated by the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. We're made new by the Holy Spirit of God. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. Without the work of the Holy Spirit, there would be no work. When Jesus did His part at the cross, He did all that He could do Himself at the cross. The Holy Spirit comes to do His, do His work. Jesus said, unless the Spirit of my Father draw you, you can't come to me. So the Holy Spirit has a vital part in God's plan for us. Amen. If He draws us to Christ, He leads us in Christ. Hear me? Hear me out. You say, well, I'm saved. I believe. How would you believe? How, how is it that you got saved? I'll tell you how you got saved. The Holy Spirit brought you to Christ. The Holy Spirit drew you to the Lord. And when the Holy Spirit, when He truly, when he truly drew you to Christ, a difference begins to take place. A change happens in your life. And the Holy Spirit then testifies to you that you have become a child of living God through faith in Jesus Christ for what He's done at the cross. He testifies of the blood. He testifies of the sacrifice. He testifies of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ in your life and in your heart and in your mind. He leads you there. He creates you there. And He brings you to Christ. And He leads you in Christ. All the days of your life. The Holy Spirit will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He'll always be with us. And He's always leading us in the path of Jesus Christ. Not in the path of doubt and unbelief and uncertainty, but in the pathway of surety, in the pathway of hope, in the pathway of faith, in the pathway of a sure knowledge that what God has said, God will fulfill. And what Christ has said is absolutely true. And that whatever He's done at the cross, He did it for me. Hallelujah. And that I know that I'm a child of God. 
Amen. He testifies that to us. How do we know we're a child of God? Because the Holy Spirit makes us to know. It's faith in the blood of Jesus. It's faith in what He's done. It's faith knowing that if He died for me, if He died on the cross, He died for me. If He if He died for our sins, He died for my sins. If His blood washes away sin, then His blood washes away my sins. And because He does that, then He also redeemed me. What does that word redeem? And a lot of things, that, a lot of words are used to describe the work of Christ on the cross, and one of them is redemption. Redeem means he bought us, he redeemed us out from the slave market. We were in the slave market of sin and death and under the law. We were in the slave market. Satan had us bound. Sin had us bound. The law had power over us. But Jesus redeemed us. He purchased us. He bought us out of that slave market, out from under the power and the rule and authority of the law and sin and death. Praise God. It made us children of God through his own blood. He paid the price. Can you say amen? So Jesus redeemed us by his own blood. He redeemed us. He said, you're not redeemed with silver and gold and other such things, but with the precious blood of the lamb, of the lamb without spot, the the blood of Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit then tells us that, that what Jesus has done is a sure thing. And he assures our hearts before God. Praise God. He brings that love and that joy. The Bible says, again, that the Holy Spirit sheds abroad in our hearts. What? He sheds abroad in our spirit the love of God. The Holy Spirit not only assures us, He not only leads us, He sheds abroad in us. It's like shedding abroad. It's like a man casting seed in the ground. He preaches his hand down in the seed bag, he gets a handful of seed, and he casts it across the ground. He's, he's sowing the seed. The Holy Spirit does the same thing. He gets a handful of the love of God and broadcasts it across your spirit and across your heart and across your mind and across your soul so that you are covered, completely covered with the love of God. He said he sheds abroad the love of God in your heart. Hallelujah. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Amen. So what does that mean? If he sheds God's love abroad in my heart, that means I come to know his love. If I come to know his love, then I begin to love him. I begin to love him. What does that that say? If I begin to love God, that means I am being led before God. I'm being brought to God. If I love him, I'm being brought to him. The Holy Spirit brings his love to me. And when he brings his love to me, that brings me to God. Amen. Amen. So that's part of his job. That's part of the leading. That's part of the the being led of the Spirit. Being led of the Spirit is also being brought to God, brought to his love, brought to his grace, brought to his mercy. He leads us to God. Amen? Amen. And so he leads us, praise God, to to faith in Jesus Christ. He said we, we have faith in Jesus in what he did. Then, praise God, we know. That his blood cleanses us from all sin. Now, we're being led because we are children of God. So the work of the Holy Spirit continues in our lives. When he first brought us to God, when he brought us to Christ. And now as we, as we are children of God, we are continually being brought along by the Holy Spirit. The church is continually being brought along by the working of the Holy Spirit. Without the working of the Holy Spirit, there's nothing going on. 
The church is going nowhere. Did you hear me? The church is going nowhere with God if the Holy Spirit is not bringing us along in God. If the preacher is not being bringing along in God, he's not going nowhere. If the, if, amen, if the members of the church and everybody that's in church is not being moved by the Spirit, led, being brought along by the Spirit, the church is going nowhere. But as we're all being brought along by the Spirit of God, then we can assure our hearts before God, hey, we got the real thing here. We got something going on here. There's something happening here. That's why you like to come here. That's why all of you like to come here. That's why every people come to this little bitty place. Because they feel that something is happening here. I tell you what's happening here. The Holy Spirit is bringing us along. The Holy Spirit is moving us along. The Holy Spirit is working in every heart. Amen. And He's doing His work. So you can, you can assure your heart before God, Dave, because of that very fact that you are a child of God. Amen. When you come here and you know the Spirit of God is moving and acting and, and, and drawing us and pulling us and speaking to us, we can assure our hearts before God. We are children of God. Amen. We're not dead. We're alive. Amen. I like what somebody posted. Who was it that said it? I don't know if it was uh, Spurgeon or Billy Graham or somebody. That somebody posted what, a, a, a quote. He said that when God, when God saved us, He didn't, he didn't make... Uh, bad man good he made dead men alive I like that amen he didn't make bad men good he made dead men alive so we are made alive by the spirit of God and if we're made alive brother we're not going to be sitting still we're going to be moving something that's dead ain't laying laying there it's up moving around amen praise God If 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 if, 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 if you want to know if somebody's alive or not are they, what are they doing? <laughs> are they just laying there not breathing, not moving at all? They're just as still as they can be? Then maybe they're dead. Amen? But if they're alive, they're doing something. There's something going on. Their body is in motion. The Holy Spirit come to make motion. To give us motion in Christ. What does that mean? He's leading us. That's what motion means. That's what I mean by that. If He's leading us, then there's motion. If He's leading us, there's something that is, that is going on in our lives. And praise God, we're being moved along. Hallelujah. God didn't set us still. He, he saved us to move us along. Amen. He saved us to move us along. Amen. We're not, God, didn't set, God did not save us to put us in a rut. How many of you felt like you've been in a rut? This world can certainly make you feel like you're in a rut. But in your spirit, you know. When the Holy Spirit is in you and you know you're a child of God, you know that despite of what's going on around you and the circumstances of life, that with deep within your spirit, in your soul, you feel there's a moving going on inside of you. Praise God. And God is moving you along in spite of what is going on around you. You're not being discouraged. You're not being overwhelmed. You're not being ruled or dictated to by this circumstance. You are dictated to by the Spirit of the living God. You're not being brought down by the circumstances that you're in, but the Holy Spirit is lifting you up above the circumstances of life, in spite of the circumstances of life, no matter how hard it is for you, no matter how hard it is it may be for you. The Holy Spirit tells you, praise God, He tells you something different than what you see in front of you or see around you. Amen. When Paul and Silas was in jail, for instance, 
You know, they were in they were in bonds. They were bound. They were in jail. They were they were they were in chains. <clears throat> they could have sat there and whimp and whimpered and uh, uh, whine and whimpered about it all night long. They could have sat there and cried their eyes out. And said, why me? Why did you let this happen to me, God? Why? 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 I've tried so hard. And I preached your word. You let this happen to me. Huh? Boy, that sounds so familiar, don't it? God, I've lived for you and I've given up everything. I had to come out here and preach your gospel. And you let these people put me in jail like this. Oh, God, where are you? They didn't do that. They sit there and they begin to sing songs and praise God and pray to the Lord. And what did God do? Why did they do that? Why did they do that? I'm going to tell you why they did it. They didn't do it because they were trying to get God to move. Hear what I'm saying? They weren't doing that because they were trying to get God to hear them so that He would finally get up off His throne and come down there and set them free from their bondage. No, that's not why they did it. They did it because their soul was already free. They were singing songs in the night because the Spirit was moving their spirit. The Spirit was in them, filling them to overflowing with the glory of God. And it didn't matter whether they had chains or not. They were going to praise and worship God anyhow. And what did God do? He broke them chains and broke them bonds and shook them walls and set them free. Amen. So don't, amen. So the whole point is this. You're not, you're not losing, you're not victorious necessarily because of the outward circumstance. You're victorious because of Jesus Christ in your heart and the Holy Spirit in you that gives you that joy and that peace and that love and that assurance that you have of God. Brother, you know who you are. You know where you're going and what God's promised you. And Paul knew that, praise God, if he sent me out to preach the gospel, I'm going to preach until they kill me. I'm going to keep going until it's all over. It ain't over with yet. So I'm going to praise Him anyhow. It doesn't matter how bound I am. God's not through with me. And in the midst of all this, I'm going to worship God and praise him anyhow because he's not through with me he's not through with me he ain't through with me somebody says God's not through with me sometimes you look around and see what's happening to you you say oh my God I must be at the end of my rope here I'm at the end of my life I'm I'm just about the end I'm just about the end of my rope well you may be you may be at the very end of your rope you may be at the end of your day, at the end of your times. Nobody, no, none of us knows when our time is up. But you may be close. You don't know. You may be close. But so what? That doesn't mean that you can't rejoice. That doesn't mean that you can't praise God. That doesn't mean that you can't lift your hands and thank God for who you are and where you're going. Lord, if I die, I'm going to be with you. If I live, I'm going to preach again. Hello. If I die, I'm going to be with you. If I live, I'm going to preach one more time. Right? Because because my, my freedom is not of this world. It's not what this world can afford me. It's what Jesus has afforded me. 
And that's what the Holy Spirit tells me. That's what the Holy Spirit uh, uh, quickens to my heart and mind. And that's where He's always leading me and showing me and reminding me of what Jesus said. Hallelujah. And that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me happy. And that's what keeps me with joy in my heart. And that's what keeps me going for God. The Holy Spirit. He says, yeah, that's right, boy. That's right. Don't think about what the devil's doing. Think about what God did. Don't think about your circumstance. Think of me. Rejoice in me. And do what I want you to do. I'm here with you. I'll never leave you. When we begin to hear that all the time, man, he's, where is he doing? He's leading our minds. He's guiding our thoughts in the right direction. He's guiding us in the way of God. He's not guiding us in the, down in the dumps, in the, in the pit of despair. But he gives us hope. He gives us faith. He gives us glory of Jesus Christ. He gives us all that we need on the inside of our soul and our hearts. Boy, that's, that's what we need more than anything. You don't need to be full of, full of the good things of the world. You need to be full of the good things of God. You don't need to be filled with things you think you need. But you need to be filled with the Spirit of God. And the goodness of God. And God will bring you out. God will bring you out. If he, you know, if you're still alive, He's not through with you. Amen? If you're breathing that He's not through with you. Amen. You know, a lot of us go through a lot of hard times. and You know, we get sick or we get down when something happened to us and we get hurt and we get broke or something happened. But we're still here. We ain't through yet. And the Holy Spirit tells us that. He says, oh, look, the pathway in which you walk, the way in which we go, it's not always a smooth and straight way. It's got its ups and downs. It's got its, it's got its deep places and hard, hard places. It's got places that you don't want to go, but you're going to go anyhow. It's got places that you don't want to tread, but you're going to tread it anyhow. You're going to go through the valley of the shadow of death. You're going to walk through there. Yes, you are. I don't want to go there, Lord. He says, I know you don't, son. I know you don't. But you're going anyhow. But I promise you, I'll never leave you. (laughs) You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to fear anything. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you through it all. Praise God. This is the way I want you to go. We always talk about the glory of God and the, and the victory that we have in Christ. And we do. We have the victory, but we, but we, we, seem, to, uh, we seem to compute victory with the circumstance. But the victory is not necessarily how good the circumstance is. The victory that we have is in our heart and in our soul and our mind. Praise God. The victory is that we are assured that we are children of God and that we're on our way to be with Him forever. That's our victory. Hello. That's our victory. Because the Bible tells us that if we are to share in His glory, how many likes things to be glorious? Huh? Yes. Oh yeah. Boy, we love the glory. <laughs> Even as human beings, as men, as humans, as people, sometimes we like the glory. <laughs> hmm? yep. What do you mean, Brother Bob? When people brag on you. When they talk about you and you do good things, you do something well, you do it, you do something, you do it well, and everybody says, Oh, brother Bob or sister so-and-so, that is just glorious. <laughs> I remember one time in the church I was going to, I had to do some plays, putting on a few plays, you know, at Christmas time, and 
I wrote the play and I was directing it and getting people up there and trying to get them to act out their part and do do no don't do it that way do it this way no 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 do it this way and I'd show them what I want to do and you know get it all done and it worked hard at it really worked hard some lady in the church told me says brother Bob that's your glory that is really your glory you know we all love glory we want the glory of Christ we want his glory in other words, we want victory. We want the good things. We want everything going our way. We want everything to be beautiful and wonderful and, and happy and, 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 and you know, carefree and, 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 and you know, cheerful. And we want everything just going great for us. We want, we want everything to be going great for us. But Paul said if we are to share His glory, we must share in His suffering. His suffering. So God says the path in which you go is not just a glorious path. Sometimes it's a suffering path. Sometimes you suffer. It's not always going to be so glorious. Not to you. Not to the world. Not to man. But you're going to suffer for my sake. Even as I suffered, you're going to suffer. So we know that the Spirit of God, He's leading us even through the times of suffering. Amen. If we're suffering, we're going through a hard trial or a hard time in life. If children of God, we're not going to say, Well, I don't know. I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to quit. No. For the Spirit of God says to us, I'm with you. And no matter what the trouble is, no matter what the adversity is, you know. You know that you are a child of God and you'll never give up. You'll never quit. You'll never give up on God. Always, there's, you know, we're never going to say, well, there, um, there's no more hope. We're never going to say, I ain't got another chance. When the Holy Spirit says, there's every chance in the world. There's every hope in the world. Your hope is in God. Amen. And when you think you've gone the last mile and you can't do no more, God says, now I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you my glory. When it's the darkest hour for you, God says, I'm going to let you go through that dark place because I'm going to show you my light. I'm going to show you how glorious that I am when I bring you out of that darkness. Hallelujah. When you're going through a hard place and a hard trial and it's a hard time and you're suffering, God says, I'm going to bring you through. And when you do, you're going to realize how great that I am to you. And that's the path of a child of God. Well, now God doesn't want to go through suffering. God doesn't want to go. No, God wants to give it a victory. You do have the victory. Whoever said you didn't have it because you was going through a hard time, it don't matter how hard the time is, you still have victory. Amen. It doesn't matter how bad you feel or how rough it's been, you still have victory in Christ Jesus. Amen. I don't care if you're laying there dying, you still have victory in the Lord. Huh? A true child of God's not going to lay there dying and say, oh, get out of here. I ain't got no time. You want to die. Huh? 
Somebody come visit them in the hospital, they're laying there dying. They don't, they, if they're a child of God, you're not going to walk up to them here and say, What are you doing here? I'm laying here dying. Don't you know they get out of here? I don't want to die. You know. <laughs> but the child of God, no matter how hard it is, how much he's suffering, or what pain he may feel, if he's in his right mind, his conscience, he's going to look at you and say, I know. I know I'm dying, but I know where I'm going. I know I'm hurting, but I know that I have victory in Christ Jesus. I know that I ain't my best right now, but you ought to see the inside of me. My soul and my spirit is rejoicing in the Lord. I remember when I was a little kid and sick like that and I was dying about two or three weeks there. I was dying, man. And we couldn't afford the doctor. We was poor folk. We was always poor. My mama did all she could do, you know, and have anything. I was laying there and it looked like death warmed over twice. But you know what? I can remember even as a kid, I never felt <clears throat> bitter about it. I never felt like I was being robbed of life. This isn't fair for God to do this to me. I would just sit there knowing, well, I know I'm weak and I wish I could go to church. But, you know, I knew that I loved God and I rejoiced in my spirit even as a kid. I didn't give up hope. I didn't give up life. I didn't quit. I didn't, I didn't curse God. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't get mad and angry about everything. I was just, you know, I was just happy-go-lucky even when I was about dead. Because I knew, man, hey, I'm a child of God and I'm the Lord's got me. Everything's going to be all right. He's got me. <laughs> Why? Because that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit telling us that. The Holy Spirit that we have of God that's inside of us. That's telling us that. And because He's telling us that, that's what we're saying. We're saying exactly what the Holy Spirit says. Amen. Our attitude becomes what the Holy Spirit says. Amen. So we don't give up hope. We don't despair. We don't curse. We don't get angry. We're not bitter about anything because the Holy Spirit dwells in us and He fills our hearts with the love of God. Amen. And with expectancy. And with the promises of God. And praise God, it doesn't matter. Lord, I know what you said. I trust you. I believe you. I don't know why this happened to me, but I'm laying here. And if I go through it, I'll go through it. If I don't, I'll be with you. Amen. If you want to take me on, I'm with you, Lord. I'll be with you. If that's what you want, I'll be right there with you. But if you want me to live, and you said I would live, you said I would preach your word, so I trust you. I trust you. My life is in your hand. That was how I felt. My life is in your hand. And I know you can't lie. So here I am. Do with me what you will. I'm yours. That, my friend, is the Holy Spirit that's inside you. That's speaking. He's speaking to God. He's saying this to God. He's saying, Father, He's yours. Father, your promises are sure to Him. Father, He's in your hands. Father, He loves you. Father, you love Him. Amen. The Holy Spirit leads and guides our thoughts and minds in Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God, 
But he became a servant and humbled himself, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He suffered, and through his sufferings, he learned obedience to the point where he's praying in the garden and he said, If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. He looked into the bitter herb, he looked into the bitter cup, and he saw the sinfulness that he had to drink, the darkness and the horror of our sin. Father, I don't want to be separated from you. You can fix it. You can do anything. But nevertheless, nevertheless, not my will, not as I will, but as you will. I'm yours, Father. I'm yours. I'll suffer. I'll go all the way. I'll die. I'll bear the sins of the world. I'll take it up on my shoulders. Whatever you want. I hate that I'm separate from you. I hate that I'm going into the darkness of this world. But Father, I love you above all. And I came to do your will. And I love, I love the children of God. I love the people. I'll suffer for them. Let this mind be in you, which was in Him. If we're going to tread the road of glory, we must also tread the road of suffering. We must also be willing to give all. That is the mark of a child of God. That is the pathway that the Holy Spirit leads us into. Not my will. Not just everything I want for my own comfort and my own convenience and my own satisfaction. But whatever it is you want me to give up, whatever it is you want me to relinquish, whatever it is you want me to suffer for, I'll do so. So many times our flesh comes up and we can continually suffer warring against the flesh. The flesh wanting to have its way. The flesh wanting to go this way and do this and do that. The desires. It's not just the things we do, but the problem is the desire. The problem is that the desire of the flesh becomes so great that we give in. And we repent and say, Oh God, I love you more than my flesh than my flesh, than my desires. And yet I say that, and yet I do it. Who can deliver me from the body of this death? Who will deliver me from this filthy, ungodly, darkened place? Thanks be unto God through Jesus Christ.
our Lord. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Someone says that's not in the original. No, it's not. But about verse 4 it is. And it says the same thing. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Hallelujah. They that are led of the Spirit, they're the sons of God. Lord, where are you leading me? What do you want of me? What do you require? What, do you, what pleases you more than myself? What do you want from me more than I want from me? That's what the Holy Spirit tells us. This is what God wants of you. Now follow this way. He gently leads. He gently compels. He gently draws us. Hallelujah. Like a gentle breeze, the Holy Spirit breathes upon us. Like Jesus breathed on His disciples after He rose from the dead. He breathed on them. He said, Receive you, the Holy Spirit. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted. Whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. In other words, according to my word and what I do, anyone who believes your word, their sins are forgiven. And according to what I've done and what you say, if they don't believe what I've done, they're still in their sins. And you can tell them that. You can tell them that. Amen. For when the Holy Spirit comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, He will testify of me and me alone. It is according to my power and my words. It's not your words. It's not your power. It's not your ability. You don't go out. I don't send you out to represent yourself. I send you out of the world to represent me. And the Holy Spirit came to represent Jesus Christ through our hearts and minds. Hallelujah. We don't represent ourselves. We don't stand up for ourselves. It's not us who are so important. But Him. We are important to God. Yes. Or He wouldn't have sent Jesus to die for us in the first place. God made us important to Him. God made us. Hallelujah. And He made us worthy of Him. Not in ourselves, but through one who is worthy. Through one person who is worthy. And in Him, we are made worthy. In Him, hallelujah. In Him, we stand. In Him, we live. In Him, we move. In Him, we have our being. In Him, the Holy Spirit says, now you know. Now you know that you're children of God because you can't see anything but Him. <laughs> you don't see yourself. You're not representing yourself. You're not speaking for yourself. You're not giving the world a piece of your mind. <laughs> but you're going to give the world a piece of His mind. Amen. And God has given you His mind. Amen. And He's given us peace in our hearts. Peace of mind. 
peace of God rules our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I could go on with this and I'm going to close. i got one more thing to say, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave it right there for now. I'll pick up on it next week. I got time. First thing you know that you're a child of God, the Holy Spirit moves you to Him. And He moves you to live for Him and through Him and of Him and to Him. Amen. Somebody says, what's so important about being a Christian? Why is it so important to be a Christian in this world? Because the Holy Spirit is the one who hovered over the earth. He's the one that hovered over the earth in the beginning. Amen. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Why is it important? Because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the eternal God. Amen. In this world, it's passing why is it so important to be a Christian? Because this world is passing away. Why is it so important? Because earth and heaven and everything that's in it shall perish. Perish. Oh, I've heard of God for we all heard about the end time and all the end time prophets and all the gloom doom preachers and all this stuff. God says. Heaven and earth pass away. So I think it's very important to be a Christian. <laughs> I think it's pretty important to know for sure that you're a child of the living God. Because Jesus said, Who believes in me shall never perish. He who believes in me shall not perish. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that's something to clap your hands for. Amen. Stand with me, everybody. Stand with me. Hallelujah. 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 Boy, it's a serious matter. Remember the other day, the other Sunday, I preached about being serious? It's a serious matter, man. The world is passing away. The stars will fall. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. It's important to be a child of God. Because when the world has passed away and the sun shines no more and the stars shine no more and the moon wanes no more, we will shine as the stars in the firmament forever and ever with our God. And we shall rule and reign with Christ forevermore. That's the Holy Spirit telling us that. If you know that, if you believe what I say and you know that in your own heart, then you know that you're a child of God. Because God is leading you in the truth. He is the Spirit of truth. Amen. He's the Spirit and He's the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit won't lie to us. He'll never lie to us. And He'll never lead us in the wrong way, but in the way of truth. He's the Spirit of truth.
He came to testify of the truth. He came to lead us in the truth. He came to fill us with the truth. He came to, to, to make us, help us understand the truth, to know the truth. Amen. To open up our minds to the truth. Amen. And assure our hearts before God of the truth. Jesus said, He that believes in me will never perish, but have eternal life. Amen. Father, thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the connection. Thank you, Lord, that you didn't just let us go. Oh, but the great thing you provided for us, this great and wondrous gift that you've given to us, knowing that all that you've created and the works of your hands will one day perish. But you said that you would make all things new. You said that you would make a new heaven and a new earth. For the old were passed away. And Lord, in Christ Jesus right now, in the midst of all of this insanity in this world, in the midst of all of this perverseness and darkness, the blindness that Satan has brought upon this entire world, you have saved us and given us light to live and given us knowledge to live by and given us your spirit to guide us and lead us through this life and lead us through this world of darkness so that we hold the light we hold the light in a dark world. And we hold the truth in your righteousness while the world holds your truth in unrighteousness. Knowing God, they will not worship God nor come to God. But they go their own way, being deceived in their own lusts and selfishness. But we have your Spirit who leads us into all truth and assures our hearts before God that we are the children of God. And Lord, that we walk in your love and we walk in your goodness and we walk in your mercy and we walk in your grace and we walk in all the good things, Lord, that you have given to us in Christ Jesus. And you have filled our lives with good things and you have filled our hearts and our minds and our souls with every good thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that we are victorious and we're more than conquerors through Him who loved us and gave Himself for us. This we know because we are the children of God. Because the Holy Spirit has told us this. And we believe and we follow and we rest in your promise in Jesus name hallelujah help us to not forget help us to not lose faith help us God to not lose hope but to listen to that still small voice of the Holy Spirit who speaks to our hearts and minds every day help us to remember help us to hold fast rest in you in Jesus name